Coffee Black, and this is the Fire in the Kitchen Podcast. Um, this should be an introspective series where I come and spit out my thoughts, crazy shit that's going on in my head, funny shit that happened to me during the day, and any and everything that you want to talk about, you want to hear. Um, I'm a sponge for knowledge. I'm an avid reader, I'm an avid smoker, I'm a food enthusiast, and I love feedback, so, that being said, if you hear something here that you enjoy, then uh, let me know, if you hear something you don't like, go fuck yourself, let's start the show. Good afternoon, good night. This is the Kid Coffee Black, uh, Fire in the Kitchen podcast. I am recording this one uh, from the road. Nigga just got off of work. Uh, it's been a long day. <clears throat> I've literally been on my feet for about 12, 13 hours. Um, just standing, man, you know. As y'all know, I work in the kitchen. I cook. Uh, and I don't know, man. I uh, When I got into this shit, when I first started cooking, <coughs> everybody I worked with was vets. Um, for the most part, I was, I was a, a newbie to the business. I had... Um, I had worked at Balo and the Deli Bakery, you know what I'm saying, frying chicken and shit, and I had put a little bit of time in at McDonald's, which you can't really say is cooking, but I mean, it, it is somewhat, you know what I'm saying, you have to pay attention to certain things, <coughs> and being the type of nigga I was, <coughs> I would get on that grill back there and, and, and mix some shit up and put some shit together, um, and then, to think I had been cooking for myself, you know what I'm saying, most of my life, uh, probably since about the age of seven years old, so, you know what I'm saying, I, a, a nigga knew his way around the kitchen a little bit, but yet and still, you know, I was, uh, the young, one of the youngest, if not the youngest guy in the kitchen, and I probably had had the least amount of time on the floor, um, and, uh, in that case, I was completely accepting of uh, new ideas and, and new methods of uh, creating shit, and new methods of putting things together, and just really immersing myself in this shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there was no such thing as not moving when I first came into this shit, when I first got in the game. You know? And I'm coming to find out that uh, with this new generation, man, this new crop of motherfuckers, that's just not the fucking case, bro. Like, you, you, you damn near gotta kill one of these motherfuckers to get them to sweat. 
And I, I, I've said this many, many, many times, man. I don't have a hard job. What I do isn't hard. Like, this shit is not difficult. Uh, I work in a deli. You know what I'm saying? We make hot and cold sandwiches. Um, <laughs> I'm not killing you with, with the work that I'm giving you. Um, but uh, for some odd reason, man, we got this, got this kid, man. He's about 25, 26 years old. And he, he just, for some odd reason, man, he, he can't seem to grasp the concept of work ethic and speed and um, just delivery, man. Like, I need you to do everything fast. You know what I'm saying? When I played football, my coach used to tell me all, tell us all the time. I shouldn't say me specifically, but he would, he would preach, man. I don't give a fuck if you make a mistake. I don't care if you mess up. You know what I'm saying? Don't make a habit of this shit. You know, because I'm a Yankee. I'm going to sit you. But if you going to fuck up, fuck up in full speed, son. Fuck up going fast enough to where if you make a mistake, you can catch it, turn around, and make an improvement on that. Or correct your mistake. You know what I'm saying? You can pivot. You can reverse. You can do something. But don't just fucking sit still. You know what I'm saying? Um, I never in my life thought I would have to teach uh, a 26-year-old man. Uh, I'm saying man because he's a man. He's got bills. He's got responsibilities. He's got things that... that uh, he's got bills that come to his house in his name. Never thought in my life that I would have to teach a 25-year-old man how to sweep. How to mop efficiently. How to... Uh, I just, I, I don't, I don't understand why I have to instill work ethic in an individual that is not my child. You know, um, sometimes I feel like I don't even talk to my daughter this much when it comes to telling her what to do and, uh, how to do things. Like, I don't have to keep explaining things to her over and over again. sometimes I feel bad because it's like yo damn why am I always uh, harping on this dude why am I always coming down on him so hard you know what I'm saying is it me am I am I ineffective in my teaching methods am I um, am I bad at communicating to him the things that I want him to do you know and I took uh, I took my time to try to assess that you know what I'm saying I've had one on ones with the man I've I've tried to level with him as an individual and as a man and I try to structure this conversation in different ways you know, I try to come at it with the homie method <coughs> where I put the information in terms I think that he can understand and um, I just don't seem to be getting through man and uh I don't know. I, I I genuinely don't know what what uh what I can do for him, if anything can be done for him. Um. But the the the, the sad reality of working in a restaurant and the sad reality of the restaurant business is we always need bodies. Right now, like I, I've been telling y'all for a minute, man, it's it's been a a, a crisis. 
when it comes to hiring and finding effective help and finding people who are efficient in what they do. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, truth be told, the dude ain't the only problem in the kitchen. In my kitchen. You know, I've come on here before and I'm... <coughs> of the uh, older individual who works with us who's uh, older than me and uh, my boss my, my, my supervisor or my general manager came to me this morning with uh, uh, a story that I thought was pretty fucking ridiculous but hilarious at the same time so um, the owner of my restaurant also owns another restaurant, let's say a breakfast establishment and it's within walking distance of a very uh, close proximity, you know what I mean close enough to where <clears throat> we can exchange things if you've ever worked in a kitchen, you know how kitchen uh, you know how food trays work, I don't have to explain it to you, for those who've never worked in the restaurant industry, hey, you look at your menu, you got such and such over there what do y'all want for lunch, cause we're trading I'm gonna get something of equal value off your menu and that's how we're gonna settle things you know it's 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 how a lot of people who work in restaurants survive because we don't really make a lot of money we don't make a lot of money uh we don't make enough money to, to break the bank or uh sometimes have sufficient meals all the time but that's you know not to digress not to go down that fucking rabbit hole but anyway we got a close relationship with that other kitchen so, time to time, you know, we get breakfast. We do breakfast exchange. And uh, Mondays and Thursdays is our truck days. The days where, you know, the shift begins at 9 and you got to come in. You got to break down the truck. Put everything together. So, being uh, the dope-ass nigga that uh, my boss is, he goes and he gets breakfast. For him and the other guy, you know. Just because. So, as uh, they call, he goes on about, you know, eating his breakfast and doing his, his duty uh, for opening the restaurant that day. <coughs> he can't seem to find the other guy. <coughs> Doesn't know where he is. There's nowhere to be found. So, he's looking around, and where does he find him? Sitting down to enjoy his breakfast. Now, um, if you've ever worked in a restaurant, uh, you know the rule is there is no fucking sitting, bro. Especially not on truck day. Especially when you're sitting and, and, and the boss, the motherfucker who hires you, the motherfucker who makes your schedule, is the one who bought you your breakfast. Not to mention you got other shit to do. Not to mention, we open at 11 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just high-level ignorance. And uh, what I thought was funny was my boss, he didn't understand, uh, you know, what the fuck this dude's problem was, basically. You know, and I, I told him, you know, it wasn't hard to explain. You know, watch, just watch him as, as the day goes along. Watch him on... Watch him work. Watch his pace. See what he does. 
And from that moment forward, uh, my guy, he was on him like a hawk. And he peeped everything. He seen, seen how this guy moves around. And he, he seen the pace uh, to which this guy is moving. And it boils his fucking blood. It's just, it's just from that period on, it was just like, you know what, I, I, I got to get this guy out of here. So, um, I don't know, man. You know, it sometimes it, it, it takes uh, somebody outside of the situation to look in and make you realize that you ain't crazy. It's not, it's not just you situation because I, 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 for a while I thought I just didn't like this dude just because you know what I'm saying he came in he was getting hours on the schedule and um, I'm a competitive individual um, at times it tears a little on the side of uh, the crazy or, or, or being uh, a little possessive but um at times in my head, I feel like I deserve more. I put in the work. I've uh, shown my loyalty. Um, I feel like I, I, I should get some perks with that. Uh, the problem comes in when um, there's an actual need for help in the restaurant. And when you bring in a guy who ain't really working up to the potential that I think somebody who's working next to me should work up to, I get upset. And I get territorial. And I come in and I look at the schedule and motherfuckers got more days on it than I do. It doesn't matter what the hours he go up to. It, it I, I come in and... uh just the number of uh, appearances just doesn't match up to me. I don't feel like he should be in my kitchen that that often. So, I don't know, man. You, you ever feel like when you voice your opinion? I don't know. I said this before. Uh, you can express yourself without being a dick. That's probably my biggest character. One of, well, I shouldn't say my biggest because it's a lot of, I got a lot of flaws. But that's one of my flaws. Um, expressing myself very aggressively. <clears throat> and in this situation, yo, like, uh, I made it vehemently clear that I didn't fucking like this guy. First, the, the excuse was just that, you know, I don't think he should be here. Now, he's actually uh, fucking up the progress and the process in our kitchen. You know, I I can deal with one guy who doesn't uh, work up to the potential that I think he should. But when there are multiple people on my team slack I, I literally have to pick up um, I don't know man I just get a little upset
good to say I have an ally. Um, somebody who feels the same way I do. I understand it's a long administrative process finding more people and finding uh, able-bodied, enthusiastic individuals. So, I just got to keep doing my thing. I got to keep working as hard as I can. Um, keep searching internally to see what I can do to improve the situation from my end. Because all I can do is control what I do. And control my emotions. And work to my fullest potential. Stop getting so caught up in what other people are doing. Because in the long run, what they do, um, what they eat ain't never going to make me shit. The way I earn my check is going in and doing my motherfucking job. So doing my job includes... Giving 150%, then I guess I gotta give 150%. And if 150 ain't enough, I guess I gotta push it to 200. But I have to do something to make it easier on myself. That's a good thing about coming on this show, man. Um, literally solved my own problem within the course of this uh, small window of conversation and small window of time that it took me to turn onto the highway, the freeway I should say, and drive home. This guy behind me is high-beaming the fuck out of me. Hopefully he's not a cop. I'm doing 40. Speed limit, I think, is 40. I I, I don't want to go no faster than that. He backed off a little bit, so I feel better. Hopefully, it's not a cop running me. I'm so paranoid all the time. Like, I can't be the only one. <clears throat> I guess that comes from... Uh, I don't want to say PTSD because I think that's a little uh, a little too deep. But who am I? I'm not a psychologist. I don't know what the fuck's going on in my brain. Hey, stop sign coming up. I'll find out if he's a cop or not. <clears throat> but yeah, man. Best thing about listening to your own voice is you can figure out your own motherfucking problems. What am I doing? Tripping. Oh, really? You pulled over now. Turned on my blinker all early and shit. I just need to get in the house. It's been a long fucking day. <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna sit on my ass because I'm off work tomorrow. Uh, 
got enough shows in the can to actually take a day off. But I don't think I should. <clears throat> I think I should keep my rhythm of uh, trying to do at least one show a day. Practice makes perfect. The only way I'm going to get better at this shit is if I keep going. <clears throat> and if y'all keep fucking shouting me out and giving me love and giving me encouragement um, and giving me tips. Hey, man, um, if I come off like a dick in any of my messages about the show, uh, I'm sorry. I have an abrasive personality. I'm working on myself. And I will get better. But I do appreciate your feedback. I can't say that enough. Um, <clears throat> and I've been having lots of people ask me where to find the show at. We on all platforms, dog. We everywhere. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got no exclusive deals out here unless somebody want to run me a check. But I'm on Google, dog. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Stitcher Radio. I'm on Apple. And I record this off the Anchor app. And shout out to Claire. I don't know if she's going to hear this or not, but uh, earlier today, I taught her how to start her own show. So hopefully I will be hearing from her very soon on how she's gotten started and she started rocking starting real conversations because she's a very insightful young lady um she's well traveled she went to france earlier this year and i know i usually don't say uh people's names like that but this is my shout out session so i had to give her her little nod um shout out to you barbie um i hope this shit you know works for you and it becomes a thing like it's it's a, a thing for me, and uh, I think more people should get into uh, podcasting. Man, everybody has a very unique voice. Um, that's actually going to be a topic of one of my shows, uh, voices, and um, how there's always more than than one. So, um. Yeah, man, I just pulled up to the house. I'm going to get the fuck off of here. Uh, got a lot of shit to take in the house. Um, fire in the kitchen, man. Uh, if you fuck with me, you know, appreciate it. And if not, um, whatever. Shorter episode. So I'm going to give y'all a bonus sleeper for today. First one comes at you from Division. Um, he just dropped uh, two new... new, new uh, he just dropped two new tracks. Um, it was pretty dope, man. You should check him out. Uh, if you enjoy r and um, He's just, just enough old school and just enough new school. But, uh, this is Division, that's spelled D-V-S-N, and this is in between.
Um, so let me start by saying I absolutely, positively cannot live without and adore the group Moonchild. Um, I think they're from uh, England. I think they're uh, an English group. Um, I'm just going based off the accents I've heard in um, interviews and shit. But they are super soulful, man. And this woman's voice is like heaven to me. Um, if you've never heard any of their work, check out their previous Project Voyager. But I'm sure if you've been around me, you've heard some of this shit because I play it all the time. Um, but their new song is too much to ask. It's a little child. Lady, lady. 